When you think about all the principles in this passage, I just want to draw out these that have to do with disappointment. The first one is this. God has a purpose for allowing the disappointments of our life. He has a purpose for allowing the disappointments of our life. He's God. He could prevent them if he wanted to. He could change any circumstance of our life to prevent any kind of disappointment if he wanted to. And you and I can look around us and say, well, how could he have prevented that because he's God? And so he could prevent them if he chose. But he allows disappointments in our life for very specific reasons. Now, he could have spoken or he could have arrived in time to save Lazarus from death, but he didn't. And the scripture is very clear why he didn't. In fact, he said to his disciples, when he had heard that he was sick, he then stayed two days longer in the place uh, where he was. And then afterwards, of course, he said, uh, now let us go to Judea. Well, uh, when he said that, they said, now wait a minute, Rabbi. They said, uh, the Jews just now seeking to stone you, and you're going there again? And uh, then he talks to them about the value of time and so forth. And he says, Lazarus has fallen asleep. Well, they thought he meant uh, really fallen asleep. So they said, well, if he's fallen asleep, then he'll recover. They didn't want to go because they were afraid if they stoned Jesus, they'd stone him. But finally, here's what uh, uh, Thomas said. Thomas said the rest of them, when they found out he was going anyway, they said, let us also go so that we may die with him. I mean, this is a suicide journey as far as they were concerned. If he went, they were going to stone him to death. And if they stoned him, they stoned them. So this is it. He said, I'm going. Well, but he waited, watch this, he waited too late, it appeared, for Mary and Martha and Lazarus. But the issue is, what is God's purpose? So I want you to see what he said. Because in this particular passage, he says here, he says, for example, he said in verse 15, I'm glad for your sake to disciples that I was not there so that you may believe but let us go to him. He said, the reason I didn't go is because I have a higher purpose than just healing Lazarus' body. I have something more important to do than that. So what was his purpose? His purpose was to glorify God. His purpose was to be glorified himself. His purpose also was to teach them, to trust him, to believe him. And certainly his purpose was to do something in the life of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. They would never forget as long as they lived. They would live with this legacy that he died and Jesus Christ, the Son of God, raised him from the dead, living proof as long as they live, this Christ is the Messiah. His purpose was higher. Now, Whatever disappointment God allows you and me to go through, he doesn't just ignore it. Now watch this. We are quick to claim this verse of Scripture, but oftentimes we fail to apply it in the nitty-gritty of life. When we have difficult, hurtful, painful, disappointing experiences in our life, what about Romans 8:28 when he says that God is engineering our circumstances for our good? Well, does he engineer a circumstance for our good? Sometimes, most of the time, all the time. Because he is God, he does it all the time. Whatever disappointments we face in life, whatever he's allowed, he has allowed them for a purpose. Listen, for a purpose that is, listen, that he will turn for our good and oftentimes to our surprising good if we will respond in the right fashion. And that's simply to trust him. And so he had something far more important in mind. He had something far more glorious in mind, certainly far more exciting and, and surprising in mind. Because what he did, he raised him from the dead. That is, he could have just healed him. But you know what? He'd healed many people. Healing, healing was nothing new to Jesus. He'd healed many people. Back when he started out in his ministry, he was just healing people. All those who came, he laid his hand upon them, spoke the word, he healed them. 
listen to this carefully. Jesus' primary purpose for healing was not to relieve pain. That was not his primary purpose. Was he compassionate? Yes. Was he a passionate man? Yes. Did he want to see people healed? Yes. Did he want to see them overcome their disease? Yes. But his ultimate primary purpose for healing was to give clear identity to who he was. This is the Son of God. This is Israel's Messiah. This is the one you're looking for. That was his ultimate reason. His secondary reason was to release them from pain and hurt and sorrow. So think about this. God always has a purpose in allowing us to go through difficulties in life. He always has a purpose that is for our good. This is why I titled this message, Looking Beyond Our Disappointments, because when they come, we don't want to get stalled in the midst of them. We don't want to get derailed in the midst of them. We want to ask ourselves the question, God, what is it that you have in mind in this disappointment in my life? What is it out there that you want me to learn? What is it about you you want me to know? What is it about the way you work that I am to learn? So God always has a good purpose in allowing us to go through these disappointments in life. And his purpose will always be for our good. You're listening to In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. His message on looking beyond our disappointments continues tomorrow. Remember, God is at work in that difficult relationship, that unbearable job, that painful health problem, and He will give you the strength to focus on Him and trust Him. To listen again, look for the link to Today on Radio at intouch.org and search the resources on our website to study more about working through tough circumstances with reliance on the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to order a copy of Dr. Stanley's complete message, Looking Beyond Our Disappointments, open our online bookstore. Our web address again is intouch.org or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. If you prefer, you can write to us at In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. Do you need some encouragement to share your testimony of God's faithfulness? It's on the way in today's Moment with Charles Stanley. Trusting God each day can be a challenge, but working to grow that trust brings greater joy and peace than we could ever find on our own. In Trusting God with Today, the 365-day devotional from the teachings of Dr. Charles Stanley, we are encouraged to believe in God's love and rest in His purpose for us. Available now at intouch.org slash today. In our spiritual journey, we often have questions. How do I know God's will for my life? Does God hear my prayers? Why do bad things happen? The answers are found in the Word of God, but how do we know where to start? The free In Touch devotional can help point you in the right direction with biblically-based content from Dr. Charles Stanley. You'll gain insight and wisdom through daily devotions, Bible studies, and more. The In Touch devotional, delivered monthly to your mailbox. Subscribe for free at intouch.org slash daily. You're listening to In Touch. If you're a believer, you can confidently explain the good news of the gospel and how it's impacted you. Here's a moment with Charles Stanley. I think a lot of people are afraid to give their testimony. A lot of people are intimidated by people who come on strong and talk about this and that, and maybe they don't feel that way, but they don't have the courage to stand up and speak. And the truth is, we have the answer. 
And what they're looking for, we already have. We should be very willing to express the very life that's in us, and that's the life of Jesus, and to say to people, I have a peace in my heart and a joy in my life, and the reason is Christ is in my life. And he places us in their presence in order to impact them, to influence them, and sometimes we forget that. Father, how grateful we are for the wonderful, wonderful promise, but also the presence of peace and joy and contentment in our life that makes it possible for us to face all kinds of circumstances without fear. I pray for those today who are looking for it, who are reading, searching, watching, maybe even watching other Christians to see how real it is. We know that it's real. Teach us how to express it in a way that's convincing and persuasive and has an impact in somebody else's life. And I pray, Father, that those who are listening right now might understand what Jesus promised he always delivers, and peace is one of his primary promises to all of his children. In Jesus' name, amen. You can learn more about sharing the truth of the gospel at intouch.org. Tomorrow on In Touch, you might be enduring disappointment right now, but be assured, Jesus, who sacrificed his life for you and lives to intercede for you, has not forgotten you. Find encouragement to remain faithful Tuesday on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Over the last few years, the credibility of science, or more accurately, many scientists, has taken more than a few hits. For example, the American Academy of Pediatrics and the Endocrine Society have both issued guidelines for medically transitioning minors. In 2022, the UK's largest gender clinic announced its closure over a lack of evidence to support its ghoulish interventions. And transgender quote-unquote medicine is not the only practice that's been advanced as scientifically proven despite the absence of evidence. Even earlier, assisted reproductive technologies like in vitro fertilization and surrogacy were pushed on the public with little understanding of or concern for the safety and long-term consequences for women and children. Recently, the Heritage Foundation's Emma Waters reviewed the available evidence about some of these technologies. Quote, despite what many experts want you to believe, she writes, we actually know very little about the impact of surrogacy on the long-term well-being of children and families. And here's what we do know. Babies gestated by a surrogate show a marked increase in preterm births, physical defects, and low weight. That's just what we know for certain. Constructing better studies, she argues, is going to require things like tracking children over longer periods, having surrogates report their number of pregnancies, keeping tabs on those who sell or donate eggs and sperm, and knowing who children born of surrogates are and who their biological parents are. As she warns, quote, there is a huge difference between no harm and no known harms. Children were designed to know their parents and vice versa, and separation from the man and woman who made them is a tragedy. Beautiful arrangements like foster care and adoption, these respond to that tragedy. But conceiving children with the express purpose of separating them from their parents, that's very different. It creates the tragedy. Similarly, paying women to carry children for nine months and then forcing them to walk away as part of a commercial transaction ignores the intimacy and sanctity of that bond. Despite his confusing and misleading statements on plenty of other serious issues, Pope Francis was recently crystal clear on this one. In a recent speech to diplomats, he blasted surrogacy as deplorable, insisting that it, quote, represents a grave violation of the dignity of the woman and the child. A child, he then added, is always a gift, 
never the basis of a commercial contract. End quote. Claims that we can just ignore God's design for sex in the family are an expression of an anti-human worldview, not objective research. And that's a good enough reason to say no to that worldview's ongoing demand for tiny test subjects. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Shane Morris. And for more resources that live like a Christian today, go to breakpoint.org. Hello, Breakpoint listeners. I'm excited to announce the Colson Fellows Program is now accepting applications for the 2024-2025 cohort. As a Breakpoint listener, you probably pick up on how the daily commentaries do the work of translation for you. We take a story or issue being discussed in our culture right now and model how to think through it from a Christian worldview. But if you're interested in going deeper, in discovering how to develop the wisdom and skills needed to walk wisely in this cultural moment, then the Colson Fellows Program might be for you. This 10-month program combines theological, spiritual, and worldview formation through a carefully curated combination of readings, daily devotions, live webinars, and monthly meetings with your peers. With both in-person and fully online offerings, you can choose the format that works best with your stage in life. Interested in learning more? You can explore the program and submit an application at colsonfellows.org. That's colsonfellows.org. I don't understand everything in the Bible. You can ask me questions in the Bible that I cannot answer. That was Billy Graham. Now, you might be asking yourself, if he doesn't get it all, why should I believe it? Well, Mr. Graham had more to say about that. God inspired the Bible. It's a living book that speaks to you as you read it. There's a supernatural power in reading that book. It's not like a history book. It's not a book of science. It's a book about faith. It's a book about God. I accept it by faith as the Word of God. And it's changed my life. And it feeds my soul. Every time I read the Bible, any part of the Bible, I don't care where I open up, it speaks to me. If you'd like to discover more about God's Word, the Bible, check out our website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. The Evangelistic Association.